0: All right. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. I am your tribal hostess, your motivator, and your passion instigator. I am Paulette Reese denis here for yet another fantastic episode of Heart and Hustle. And for those of you who've been following along, you know that I love to ask people's questions to get into their stories, to get into some of their background, their passions, their obstacles, their hurdles, their heart and their hustle, which is why that's called heart and hustle. And today I have a special guest. I have Chloe Murdoch here. I'm so excited, Chloe, to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank
1: you. I'm really honored that you asked me to be on the podcast today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Well I love what you've been doing. I, you know, I've I've been watching you for a while. And um why don't you tell everyone what you do?
1: Ooh, all right. Well, first off, I am a dynamic eating psychology coach and a therapeutic coach. Wow, counselor. that's, yeah, that's <laughs> so not pretty funny. much, I mean, let me explain that a little bit yes. here. Um I'm looking at the connection between the mind and the body. I'm understanding that health is not just about what is on your plate, but it's about the emotions that you're bringing to the plate, Mm -hmm. how you're eating, how you're living and being in the world, your thoughts that you have towards your body. And all of this really affects our health. So I got into this because I just there was something lacking to this um, sort of message being told out there of, oh, just count your calories and eat fruits and vegetables. And it's like, I was doing that, but I was like, but I still hate my body. I'm still struggling with, you know, all these things. And it's like, it's not just, you know, eat more vegetables and be healthy. And so that's what got me into sort of the dynamic eating psychology. And this is what really helped me myself heal from multiple eating disorders and heal from binge eating, orthorexia, which is a fixation on clean eating, which is really popular in the social media world today. Oh, no.
0: I have not heard of that. Say that again. Okay.
1: Orthorexia.
0: Orthorexia. So we have
1: anorexia, which is a sort of resistance to eating. That's starvation. Um, You have bulimia, which can be either physically throwing up, or it can also be exercise-induced bulimia. So um, going to the gym for three, four hours a day can be a way to, quote-unquote, purge those calories. Mm -hmm. And then you have orthorexia, which is a relatively new term, um, but it is becoming more and more prevalent here, um, especially... With social media and all of that, but it's this fixation on quote unquote, clean eating mm-hmm. The My food has to be perfect. Um, nothing can, you know, if you're vegan, nothing can touch butter or you can't have any carbs or it's a very, um, strict and rigid form of dieting. Um, that, is associated with a lot of fear as well. There's a lot of fear just in the whole eating process in and of itself. So you try and restrict to, in essence, keep yourself eternally young and never get cancer or heart disease or any of that. Um, But it quickly becomes very disordered.
0: Mm, Wow. Wow, that, yeah, never heard of that. So is that something that you were uh, afflicted with?
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. So as with many disorders, addiction can go from one thing to the next. So I suffered from anorexia when I was 14 years old Mm -hmm. and it went from anorexia to exercise bulimia to orthorexia back to exercise bulimia. And it was just continually sort of passing the torch being like, okay, fine, I'll eat, but I'll only eat raw fruits and vegetables. And I'm like, fine, I'll eat everything, but I will go to the gym for eight hours a day. Um, Crazy circle. Yeah. Yeah, it's really crazy. So what I do now is I help people get out of this cycle, especially our young women of the world who are really bombarded with societal's message of you must look this way or eat this way or work out this way in order to be pretty, sexy, confident, successful, um, and all the other various sort of adjectives that they like to give to us. Um, So I I help girls really understand the importance of fueling your body, not getting caught up in the diet dogma and to really start listening to their body and to become intuitive. And I love what you do, Paula, because you're all about dance. And what is dance? Dance is the feminine. It's us getting back in touch with our body. And I'm not just saying this, but dancing is actually one of the biggest things that helped me get back in touch with my femininity, which allowed me to tap into that nourishing aspect of myself so that I could heal.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh that's fantastic. Wow. So and how long have you been on the the coaching path? Um
1: officially about a year and a half almost two. Um unofficially for many years before yeah. that. I've always had a passion for this and I think that comes out of struggle. Out of huh. struggle and strife comes this like big desire to I have to help other people who are going through this, so I was always the person that people came to talk to about their struggles with food and body um, for many, many years, even though I was still struggling. but I knew a lot about this stuff
0: uh-huh. a lot of um, a lot of passion in finding out all about this and about taking it further as you have done to not only heal yourself, but now to take it to the next, the next phase of helping others heal and such beautiful work. And it's so sadly necessary and so needed, of course, but how beautiful for someone uh, as beautiful and young as you are, who can help other young women, because it's, I mean, it is, it's prevalent. You see these crazy things about, women not loving themselves and and I work predominantly with mid, mid-career mid midlife women and I see it in them you know
1: well, yeah yeah and I do want to add that I mean I have I would say um, half of my clients or maybe a tiny bit less than half but half my clients are in the 40s or 50s as well so this is something that unfortunately you don't grow out of and it's really it's really sad to see women who are, they're supposed to be in their queendom. They're supposed to, you know, finally be t- coming into their wisdom. Yeah. You're exactly there right now. You're, you're wise. You're coming into this, um, knowledge of the world of your body and all that. And it's, it's really sad to see women who are 50 years old. And I had a client say to me yesterday, I, I don't know how to feed myself. Yeah. I don't know what my hunger is. And I'm like, you 're fifty three years old and you don 't know what your hunger is because she 's been suppressing it for years and years and years ever since she was twelve years old. That was the first time she went on a diet oh.
0: and it 's so easy to fall into the mainstream with all the media and the advertising and the eat this and the eat that and the fast food this and the you know to fall into the consumeristic part of eating I think, um, and I see that as a a vegan and long time vegetarian and are you vegan?
1: I'm not. No. Vegetarian? No. <gasps> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay. No judgment. But um,
1: I, will, I will add in though that 99% of the animal products that I get are from farmers that I literally know their first and last name and their kids' names and where they go to school. So I'm very connected to the food that I buy. And actually, as I'm sitting here, I'm looking out right now at our chicken coop. We have about 10 chickens. They get to graze on an acre property every day. Um, at nighttime, we put them inside so they don't get, you know, bothered by the coyotes, but right, yeah, um, well, yeah you, so
0: happen, you happen to be in that part of the world where you have all those local farms and stuff which is really- yes,
1: and I work on an organic farm over the weekend, so I'm very connected to my food um, that I get
0: well and I think that's so much a part of it too it's just awareness and I actually did a little a little Facebook post today about being aware because I think that people. Have forgotten, and that 's what I mean about the consumeristic part of food' is people have forgotten where food comes from
1: Oh, yes, for sure. where
0: the animals come from, and the cruelty that is inflicted on so many animals in the factory farms and all that stuff it's a whole nother conversation, but um, <laughs> I think it's just I mean even with the work you do it 's all about awareness it 's all about listening and learning and finding out information about your food? What tastes good to you? What what feels good in your body? I mean, on every level, on emotional level, on a physical level, on a spiritual level, right? So, so how do you work with your clients? Well,
1: so most of my clients who come to me, they're struggling with food and they're struggling with exercise. Um, a lot of them have been chronic dieters so they've been dieting for 10 20 years or um Hmm. they're struggling with what we call quote-unquote quasi recovery so they have an eating disorder they had an eating disorder in the past and they're still in this stage where they're like all right i'm not i'm not restricting myself anymore i'm not over exercising like crazy but at the same time my mind and my mental space and my emotions are still so perplexed about this whole food thing and they're still binging or purging on the exercise or the, you know, physical purging via bulimia. Um, so I see people who are sort of in that sort of quasi recovery state. I usually work with them for a good, at least minimum four months, but I really like to work with them for at least six months, which is what I do with most people. And we work one-on-one on zoom, um, A lot of it is, like we were talking about, it's the mindfulness and it's the awareness. Mindfulness of their emotions. What even brought them to this state? Why are they so fixated and preoccupied on the food? What is going on? Because the food is, not it's never about the food. It's always, it's something else that we're using food to sort of show that internal angst or anger or whatever it is that we're working through. So I do a lot of, yoga and meditations that I send with them. They're doing a lot of journaling. Um, I have them do little mini sort of ceremonies of releasing things and calling things in. And so it's a very holistic approach. It's not just a, let's make this boring and let's talk. It's a very, Uh I want to step into your world. I want to hear what's going on and I want to help you bring more sacredness into your life so that you can stop fixating so much on how much you weigh and just start loving your life
0: again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. So good. And it's so easy to let all that go just to be so full and so busy that you forget about the gratitude and the ritual, the ritual of food, the ritual of eating, the ritual of self-care. Right. So, so self-care is always a big conversation. Um, what do you do for yourself?
1: mm um, Wow, so much <laughs> like, yeah. a lot i 'm really into my self care um, first off, I just want to say i don 't think self care necessarily has to be i 'm taking a bath and i 'm um, you know put a mask on and all of that so yeah. i 'm an extrovert at heart, so I would say right now, one of the things that is one of the best self care that I can do for myself right now is surrounding myself around friends every night. Uh So I've been eating dinner with large groups of people every single night for about the last two months. I can't remember the last time I had dinner by myself. Wow! And it's been one of the most healing things that I can do to come home from work and to be able to prepare food with friends or family, to sit down, candlelight dinner, light jazz music playing, and to just spend the next three, four hours at the dinner table, just discussing, fireplace going on, like that to me has been like the best, the best thing for truly nourishing me lately, and it's not just the food on that table that's nourishing me, it's the conversation, the love, the just, the relaxing um, into just the moment.
0: Mm. Because it's so easy to get caught up in our, especially as entrepreneurs, or women who work alone or whatever, if you do work alone, who forget about connection. yeah, In-person connection as opposed to computer connection, which I think is brilliant and fantastic, but it's not the same.
1: Yeah, it's not at all. And I think that's why right now, this is my sort of journey of self-care in the moment because I spent the last year hustling so hard on my business and it took me to sort of the extremes of neglecting that side of me I was still really good at doing my daily yoga practice I was really good at still you know making sure I go in the kitchen I cook myself good food I was still going on walks I was still doing all that stuff but I was lacking in that friendship time mm-hmm. and so that's why right now this is like the best form of self-care that I could do to really get me back to a balanced state where I feel really whole
0: mm-hmm. well and connection is one of the Six basic human needs. I mean, we need connection, love, and uh, to to be seen and to be heard, right? Which you, you do. do when you're in a circle of gathering. You're part of something. You're Everyone is important. Everyone has a part in that circle, in which I think is really a, a lovely thought. Hmm.
1: And I think in a world right now, like we mentioned, like there's this social media world and this is great. And I love talking with you. I love talking with my clients online and all of that. But I think we, um, a lot of us are using that as a replacement to real connection. (laughs) And I think it's, you know, it's great. Go on your Facebook groups, feel connected and all of that. But in the end of the day, you know, I have a large amount of followers on Instagram and I have a lot of people on my email list and all that, but at the end of the day, and I say this in the best way, I don't care. I don't care about them. I do. I don't too. The people that I care about, truly care about are the people that I can call at 3am and be like, Hey, I'm having a panic attack right now. Can you please come over? Those are the people in my life that I need to constantly make sure that I'm reaching out to and being supported by. Mm -hmm. And if we look at the blue zones, which for your listeners, if they don't know what that is, the blue zones are the healthiest communities in the world that have um, the longest living people. So a bunch of centenarians, Um, they're living to 108, 110. And well, yes, they all are eating fresh food and they're all, you know, um, they have natural movement and all of that. One of the biggest things in Okinawa or whether it's Sardinia, Italy is just their community Uh in Italy. They grow up with, you know, this group of people that they will forever, every single year, they will live with. Um, they will be in tight community with them. And that is, I think one of the biggest sort of aspects of health that, again, here in America, we can be lacking because we are so into our social worlds, but, um, I think they were pretty spot on with that in all of these places where they're living really long, healthy lives.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, just thinking about you having supper with all these people every night, which is amazing. I can't even imagine (laughs) that would be just so much fun, but, um, not only the, the idea of community and connection, but physical connection,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like a hug. Yeah. You know, how important it is to feel that kind of closeness with someone. And it doesn't, I don't mean sexually or as a partner. Oh, or no, just no, yeah. Have that, that friendly hug, that connection, and that, um, again, being being seen, being part of, being a part of the whole. That's cool.
1: I tell my clients when they're super lacking in that and if friends or family are not accessible at the time. I have my patients or my clients go and get a massage. So I tell them, I'm like, you just need, you need people touching you. You need yeah. human connection. And that can be as easy as, you know, going and getting a 60-minute massage. There's a lot of other benefits to that massage. I love massages. Right. Yeah, yeah. But just the someone giving your body love is okay. really, really important.
0: And you allowing it. Yeah. yeah. You've got to be able to receive it. And that I know is hard for a lot of people too,
1: mm.
0: especially women. You know, I can give you a lot of love, but I I can't take anything back. It's like, no, no, no. Take it. Own it. Allow it. Feel it. (laughs) Right? Yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. And that's where we get in sort of an imbalance with our masculine and our feminine. Um, We like to give, give, give. And that's a very masculine energy. We're giving, giving, giving. The feminine's supposed to receive. But a lot of us were really blocked off from that really blocked off from receiving and that really affects our internal energies, um, which then it trickles down into so many areas of our life. So with my clients, I'm working on this type of stuff. With some clients, we don't even touch food for the first four months because it's not about that. I'm like, okay, you have an intimacy issue here. You're not allowing people to come in. You're way too in your masculine. You know, you're go 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 at work all day, and then you come home and you're you're so cold still that your husband doesn't want to embrace you. Mm. And so we work on how can you soften up? How can you yeah be go 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 at work? I think that's great. It has gotten us very far as women. But how can we learn to switch back into that feminine? Mm-hmm. So come home and ah, be a laze, like just be be comfortable in your skin.
0: And and so many women have forgotten how to do that. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get out there and 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 you know the thing is, uh, and so many women in particular, because that's who I work with the most too, is that they're afraid to ask for help,
1: mm-hmm.
0: afraid to ask for guidance, support encouragement, they don't know what to do, so they're afraid to ask what to do. And it's like, come on ladies, beautiful women, girls, we all need support, we all need help. Um, and there's people out there who do specific things that you can get help from. You know, we all have our, as, as coaches, uh, wellness coaches, nutritional coaches, life coaches, you know, we all have different niches um, of specialty, and a lot of it's from life experience as you've described your experience, which is great, Um, so that you are there for those people who have that need. And hopefully, you know, people will reach out and ask for help. Yeah. Because we're not all here to do it alone.
1: And I think that's almost, that's part of it. A lot of the healing journey is how can you come back into communion with people? Mm -hmm. How can you vulnerable? How can you let go of this barrier that you put in front of yourself Uh and let people in and recognize that you can't do it alone? You know, evolutionarily speaking, we grew up in tribes, 30 to 40 people, very close knit, and you depended on everyone for survival everyone had to work together. You were not alone in raising your children. You were not alone in this thing called life. And we had that support. And then now here we are. And as great as the American dream is, and I'm not bashing that at all, but we've become very I centric. Mm. I can do this. It's the American dream. I got this. I'm going to become the CEO. I'm going to do this. And then it's like, we're burning ourselves out. And then we like to seem like we're strong and we're tough. So I can do this. Don't worry. I'll push through it. I don't need any help. But in reality, I think the strongest thing to do is to recognize that you are a human being and it's okay to need help. It's okay to want support. Um,
0: and it's okay to ask for it.
1: It's okay to ask for it. Yeah. It's Okay to ask for it.
0: I mean, I totally get that. I was there myself, you know, 20 years ago. Oh yeah, I can do it all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it all. You can't tell me anything. You know, and I paid the
1: price. <laughs> That was thirteen-year-old's uh, me. I got this. I can overcome my eating disorder by myself. It's totally fine. I, I don't need any help. No therapist. No anything. And you know what? I did it. I overcame my eating disorder. I never got professional help. It took twelve years. <laughs> um, so uh, I look at it now, and I'm like, wow, that was stupid. I shouldn't have been so stubborn. I should have allowed someone to help and I'm sure I would have been able to, you know, sort of nick it in the bud within a year or two years and not have this 12 year long journey where wow. I finally was able to pull through, but mm, that was a tough road.
0: Well, and sometimes we have to go down that road, but, but knowing that there are people that are there to help and have that experience because it gave you the experience so that you can help someone else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is beautiful. All right. Wow. Well, that's great, Chloe. Thank you for being <laughs> here. Thanks for spending time with me You're and welcome. our people out here in Heart and Hustle Land and for doing what you do. Mm. And for, for, you know, congratulations on moving through all those um, obstacles, hurdles, issues, disorders. Uh, but it's it's made you this beautiful woman that you're here today and doing this great work that you are bringing to the world so well, oh, thank you so much paulette yeah so and thank you everyone again in heart and hustle land i am your hostess paulette lise denis and thank you for spending time with us today if you have any questions for chloe you'll i'll give you all of her links um so that you can talk with her about your needs and desires and join her list and all the things that she does and brings to the world and mine as well. And we will see you again soon. Thanks for being here.